one of your hosts, Tyler Hammer. You are listening to the podcast known as Kings of Punk. Uh, this is a podcast, if you don't know, where we talk, discuss things uh, about punk related to punk music, uh, the ethos, the culture, uh, the music also, um, and the things that you know revolve around it, that uh, it collides uh, with over time, you know other uh, sub subgenres, subcultures, and stuff like that. Um, I am joined by my two stalwart co-hosts, uh, Tim, a.k.a. Gary U.S. Bombs. Hi. Did you have another nickname? No. No. Maybe you're Connor. thinking of, like, Connor with the Cognac O'Brien. Or yeah, Cognac was... O'Brien. Hennessy Williams Hennessy came Williams. up. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a good, good. one. <laughs> I wish I came up with that. And then we got... um. Jake, I gotta Razor. give Hennessy Williams some time one of these days. It's a good bit, but yes, hello, Jake Razor here. Um, it's funny because Connor doesn't drink, so not a, not one bit, N- not one, not one no, drop, no, singular, not one singular drop. drop. Do they make NA Henny? <laughs> <laughs> um, NA Henny. I'm sure they could. Like that's kind of like like what's Henny? Is that um? It's brandy, right? Brandy or something like that. It's cognac, right? Con- I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what the difference is. It's good. I like Hennessy. Isn't it kind of like licorice Isn't that kind of stuff like kind of like yeah, more? Only a little bit. Not as, not as much as Jägermeister. You, you might be thinking of Jäger. Yeah, yeah, I'm not thinking of Jäger. It's no Curvassier. No, no, which I've never had. I'm uh, just imagining the, the marketing executives meetings for N.A. Henny. They're like, well, we know exactly the one uh, demographic we can sell this to. <laughs> which is? Uh, black people that are in A.A. Uh, we'll I was, do the I pitch as best s- we can. I wanted. Uh, I'm not gonna. Okay. I was Cognac, gonna say. By the way, I looked it up. It is Cognac. Okay. Um, Cognac o- O'Brien, a, 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 aka Honey. It, it, it's Williams. gonna be A squared. African Americans and Alcoholics Anonymous. That's who you're selling <laughs> you Hennessy to. No, okay. I, my my uh, Caucasian grandfather and uncle drink Hennessy too. It is it is good. Uh, but um, yeah, it's. I don't know that they make that yet. So we're gonna have to start. Well. We uh, it's a mar- it's a market that is ripe for uh, <laughs> for the for, for the plugging. Na liquor. I don't even know if it's possible to make that, but it's it's a very funny idea. I'm, I mean, like I said, I wouldn't it just taste like could. licorice, right? It'd just be like licorice. You could. Juice. It would just be like harsh kind of tasting. But it, like it's for people who because I understand the impulse of you don't drink, but you want to be holding a beer, hanging out at the bar. I think it's a more psychotic kind of personality. That's like I want to be seen doing shots at the bar, but I don't drink. Yeah, that's like something a spy does. I'm thinking about a couple things, um, like mocktails, which are fake cocktails. Do that, um, but that again, that that removes like the virgin daiquiri or something like that. That the virgin bloody mary that removes the like sharpness of the liquor. So it's like hmm, kind of left with something uh, not as like strong. And then what I'm thinking about that is like similar. I've a couple. I've seen a couple times this uh, video of, I think it's um, Greenland, um, shark fisher. Not they're not shark fishers, but they harvest shark meat, um, and they turn it into edible food. And it's the sharks there are like their meat is generally toxic if you ate it raw, like or as it, in the state that it is when you catch it. Okay. Um. So they have to go through a very long, enduring process, where it, no, I don't think it's not really chemical heavy, but like it, it's very sharp. It's very like biting. It's 
for probably 99.8% of the population in the world, something you don't want to eat. So what you're saying is if we wanted to make N.A. liquor, we would have to use uh, Greenland shark extract. No, I mean, yeah, because so, it's it's supposed to be like, not I don't want to say pungent, but like supposed to fucking hit you like, right, 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 like yeah. strong horseradish or something like that. Yeah, okay, like, horseradish you can maybe use um, too. So I, I'm thinking of that in like context of like something along those lines where it's strong and powerful when and like I, I have knock have the wind out of you i have to know because sounds like a w- weird thing i would be learning about when were you learning about greenland shark fishing this is just uh th- i mean i've known about like that they do eat shark there um but yeah. i've watched the just a, it comes up on like facebook and stuff like that i've seen it a couple times and it's really in, it's really interesting it's just uh no, it sounds it's all tr- it's super old tradition because you know they're in fucking greenland and it's desolate and barren yeah you really can't grow much stuff there so uh, through centuries of time and tradition they developed this thing to eat food and i'm sure like there's a ton of like stuff not like like that but stuff like that where it's like yes we bury something no for i watched i just the other day i was this is what i'm thinking about it i was watching stuff about in siberia yakutia part of eastern russia yakutsk is the coldest city in the world and the shit they eat is straight up like Yes, berries, uh, some dairy products, and then fish, but it's all frozen. So, like, they'll have a big cut of salmon or whatever, and they cut, like, frozen strips of it off. Like, sashimi, but it's totally frozen. And I can't... I think I would like that. I don't know if everyone would, but it's, like, straight up most things that anyone eats anywhere. They can't... You can't fucking grow anything there. So, it's gnarly. It's incredible what people come up with to when... I guess when they have to eat, but... I'll eat some frozen fish. Uh, yeah. You know, if there's a Siberian restaurant that opens <laughs> up in Rochester, I'll go there. But yeah. So we got a we got a couple of topics we're going to talk about today in uh, recent events with punk rock. Um, I think next week we have a, a big episode that we're going to we we kind of I want to say drop the ball, but we didn't do as many episodes this month as we wanted to. Um, and we haven't really covered anything spooky related because it's the month of October. It but is. I think we're going to nail something really big um, that is kind of meaningful to all of us, all the three hosts. We're interviewing um, Dracula. Yeah, we got Dracula coming through um, in his Dracula. <clears throat> Count Chocula is going to be here. Wow. <laughs> but the fruit brute is coming through the studio. <laughs> Frankenberry is going to be here. A second fruit brute had his hit in <laughs> the World Trade Center. And then Booberry. Booberry is going to be here to the ghost. <laughs> boo. <laughs> you go, boo. Oh, I see Booberry jumping off the toe. No. Uh, but oh, man. We have, we have a, a couple things. Uh, some of them all could be related classified as uh, tragedies to well, some people. What do we got on the um, dock? Count Chocula has imposed martial law over <laughs> in the cereal and cereal world. In cereal in cereal world. It's, <laughs> it's but, <Bashar> berries. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think let's maybe talk about the thing that we just were watching some of. I'm a little is, fired up about it. It's not punk related, but I just just caveat intro to this segment. Yeah. As far as covering mainstream pop culture stuff goes, I don't want to do it too much, but no. like I think we should also accept the reality that all of us and probably everyone listening has to hear about this shit anyway. So my best hope is that maybe we can 
uh, make you feel less alone in having to hear about it and it occupying at least a tiny bit of your brain space. And you uh, that way when uh, your dumb coworker that believes in shadow demons um, and also doesn't believe in brushing their teeth trying to tell you about it, you can maybe refute them with some stuff that you heard from the, us. Yeah, the, the dumb coworker community was handed some like just Big stri- juice. some straight up catnip by Mr. Oh Kanye gosh. West this past week. Yes, we're talking about Yay here. Um, we're talking about a guy who says don't brush your teeth because there's chemicals in the toothpaste. Yeah, and in the the wires that is in the toothbrush. I got or, or ele- the wires electromagneto magneto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when, when you move it back and forth, it actually conducts um, um sparks. Uh, that it's not good for you. It's bad. I'm like I'm anxious now because the dumb coworker thing is it's true. I, my coworkers are mostly not very dumb, Dude, but that Con- being said, did you hear what Kanye said? He was saying the truth. No, the Some possibility like of even so much as I go into work and somebody says, "I think he made some good points," is like making me very, very anxious because I've already have I have I have a coworker who has said, and look, being into conspiracy theories, I'm into them too. Some of them, but. There's a guy who had made some comments about, yeah, you know, and that was done by, uh, we'll say, bankers in New York and London, and I almost lost it, and I'm going to, goddamn, I hope I don't have to deal with that tomorrow. I'm not yeah, trying to hear it. I hope so, too. Um, I remember uh, someone at my job was uh, talking about Dr. Sebi at one point. This is like, <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. <laughs> When um who who is it why YG or whatever um Nipsey Hussle Nipsey Hussle yeah why YG why oh that, that well, Nipsey Hussle yeah the oh, Illuminati good. took him out because he's making his Doctor Sebi documentary um, and he's like yeah you gotta do what do you? and it's like he is he was black um um not trying to do the, a funny voice um I, I was hoping that you worked with a white guy awesome who was really was into Doctor Sebi that was exactly, <laughs> but like yeah it was just it's just like. God, shut the hell up, man. <laughs> I don't want to hear, like, help me put my earbuds in and turn it all the way up so I don't have to hear any stupid bullshit. But, um, yes, uh, Yay, a.k.a. Kanye West, has um, kind of gone off, as they say. Um, and to put it in his words, put it he, he's gone, quote, death con three on Jewish people. Yeah, he really <laughs> kind of, he is maybe... I think that's what he like. He is sticking to his guns here when he said that because uh, he has so far hasn't like apologized about anything. Oh, and he he's, keeps he's, doubling down. He's not going to apologize either. He's going to go to Israel and touch the wall. And I don't even no. I don't think he's going to do no, that because he, he probably likes Israel well, because of religious reasons. No, didn't you hear him? He's he can't be anti-Semitic because he's also Jewish. Yeah, did he, he say that? Doing, he did say he's that. He's doing that thing too. Oh. God, right, even worse. I thought I miss I miss a little bit. We were uh, we were watching some of the Tucker Carlson interview. Yeah, that, so that way you guys don't have to if you that, haven't. That one is pretty bad. I mean, it, it's funny. He does the thing where he can't help like talking about stuff from the fashion world that no one watching Tucker Carlson knows anything about. The one that is wilder. It's funny because people were mad at him for saying some questionably anti-Semitic things in that. The Tucker interview, and because he made T-shirts that say "White Lives Matter" and whatever, yeah, they look. I mean, they the shirts too. They just look like something that any like neo-Nazi in Oklahoma would make. That They're you not get cool. A, get His clothes are not cool. They all look bad. They yeah, all get look a Walmart bad. out there. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, gas station. Um, which, I mean, he, I, I also feel like he's only doing the White Lives Matter shirts because he like knows that it's going to bother people. 
Yeah, he. I think he wants to, uh, like, engage in this public conflict with some people. It sounds like specifically he's mad at, like, his trainer who happened to be Jewish and uh, Skeet Davidson, who Kanye West seems to think is Jewish. I don't know if that's true. Um, he's from Long he's... Island, so, I mean... He, who knows? He's got yeah. a good. Oh, he's got a good shot at guessing Odds are that. Odds in favor, yeah. Um, but maybe not too, because he's also from Long Island. He could also no, be Italian. He's from Staten. Staten Island. Oh, that's what yeah. it's. That's why the king of Staten. Okay, I'm sorry, Staten Island. So uh, actually, better shot than Long Island. But um, again, it, it, New York City area uh, white person, you got a pretty decent shot of saying. Out of Jewish, all the places in the United States, your odds are probably the best. There, Missouri yeah. or something like that. Mm, maybe not. No, no way. No. Um, Hawaii. Ooh, I don't know. Ooh. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I could tell you that my, when I I went to Hawaii for work once, and my allergies were horrible, so I would yeah. not be top of my list for places to go. Like, uh, he, he would if he was from Hawaii, uh, Kanye would have Davidson? a better. Yeah, Skeet Davidson. Kanye would have a better guess at guessing Skeet Davidson was a volcano than someone Jewish. If there. he had volcano uh, head, and and the volcanoes, the dust. Like I said, my hay yeah. fever. No, it's it's awful. But uh, <laughs> no. Um, and then after that interview, it's funny. I saw a Twitter screenshot. Um, his moronic friend Elon Musk, like, someone was asking him, like, "Hey, like, what's up with your, bu- you know, come get your boy, basically." And Musk said something effective. I talked to Ye about his comments and the anti-Semitic tweet, referring to the tweet where he said he was going to go DeathCon three on Jewish people. And Musk was like, "I talked to him, and I think he really took it to heart." This was like yesterday, and today, okay, he, today he goes on a show that we also just watched some of. It's some talk show called Drink Champs. Nore, that rapper from whenever, hosts it. Okay, with some and like, then some Taliban cleric is also he, on the show. <laughs> Looked like it, I mean, looked, you know. uh, looked like an Iranian guy, but I don't know who he was. Some DJ named DJ EFN, but uh, perhaps I don't know if that's why they brought him on because uh, they, dude, Nore asked him like one question, like something like, "Hey, how's your day going? What's up? What's been up, man? Like you've been in oh. some controversy," and immediately Kanye launches into like. Basically, like Joseph Goebbels stuff, and he talks for like oh fifteen God. fucking. Like some Henry minutes. Ford shit. Straight, no, straight <laughs> up, like out of something Henry Ford would have published in the thirties. Like he's talking about the Jewish media and how they conspire with each other, and how they're silencing him, and like how they own everything. It's just, it's, it's, is kind of saying is, how like uh, when, uh, yeah, like when. Uh, like, if a black person gets in trouble, all black people have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But if a Jewish guy does something good, they they all be- they all benefit from it. Yeah, and, and uh, that was the point that made me mad, because he, like, uh, correctly identifies that, like, yeah, if, like, there's a black dude who murders somebody in a gang or whatever, that, you know, the, the whole, that whole... Uh, Media, people, it's, it's not media, but like people would, uh, racists will be like, you see, they're all exactly, the same. Exactly, you exactly. Know? And then in contrast, if it's like a successful rapper or a basketball player, that's just their talent. He and then, struggled, he struggled to rise yeah. above and, you know, he's not like the others. And you then know? his, I, the thing. Sorry, I'm, I mean, yeah. this is common. If you are aware and cognizant of like race relations in the U.S., this is 
very obvious shit. We've seen this. We know you know about this. Oh yeah, I think people like, in Europe too. That's how you get those British guys yeah. who are like, "How can I be a racist? Nagubu's my favorite striker on the whole bloody team. He's like a son Nagubu. to me." <laughs> and then he like, and then the guy saying that, to be clear, is reliably the most racist person you've ever met. But well, if it's an English guy saying it, yeah, I mean, that comes with the territory. And, and then, but his the thing that Mister West was miffed about is like, okay, so we're all judged for if one guy does a bad thing. But, you know, if a Jewish guy fucks me over again and again and again, oh, it's not all of them. Always an individual. And it's like, yes, that is how it should be viewed. And that should be applied to everyone. And you can't or won't imagine a better world where everyone is seen that way. So your fucking solution is I guess that everyone should be more bigoted because then it'll be fair. It'll feel fair to you. See, this is to go back to maybe the moron. episode we did last week. This is how you be transgressive, I guess, and it's not good. Um, and also, like, yeah, him straight up thinking that like putting a, a shirt out that says like "All Lives" or uh, "White Lives Matter" on it is like somehow like insightful or it's something. It's not transgressive though, because half the no. country agrees with everything he's saying. That's true. I mean. Ah, see, I mean, people throw out those numbers. I don't, I don't think. I mean, so, I don't know if it's half. I'm, I'm that's, I'm I pulling that. Like maybe out. like a third. I'm pulling that out of my ass. But, but yeah, I know. I do say, know what you like, mean. Like, but like, this seems more transgressive to us here in a coastal bubble than it would to, like, at the very least, there's good portions of the country where people are seeing this and saying, yeah, of course. I don't see the problem with it. I he's mean, saying something obvious. I, I think it's funny that it's like Kanye. Why are you getting? Yay, why are you constantly getting fucked over by like one person? Right. How come it's like <laughs> why how do come you, you can't let that happen? It's like how come you can't like surround yourselves with like you know, like your people and like friends who like aren't gonna fuck you over? Also, who is this person? That's what I he's, would like to know who this this individual is that is screwing you over. Apparently so bad. he's also Lizzo's trainer. I don't know. It's uh, he, he's singling out Whichever Jewish people he feels have fucked him over, I'm sure there's a million people who have leached money off this guy. And the whole thing he's bitching about is, like, that I guess the black community should be more like what he imagines the Jewish quote-unquote community is like. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. hilarious. That Anybody who thinks all the Jews get along, that's probably the funniest thing you could ever think in your life if you've ever, if you know anything about uh, what Jewish people are actually like. Yeah, but, he was talking but. to Tucker Carlson about, um, like, they they shouldn't think of themselves as a race, but a people. And it's like, okay. Okay, first of all, that's incredibly hard to do because, like, someone that is black in America is not the same as someone who is black in Africa um, or, like, Brazil or something like that. Or, I don't know, like, we'll say, like, you, you could even say, like, the Middle East. To Brazil is actually, I would argue, maybe not that different, but certainly in Africa, yeah. But you know, so but even like the the a huge issue that has come up with uh, kind of putting all, all black people as like a monolith, uh, which I mean that essentially he wants to like wants I guess he's talking about black people as like one group of people, one people. And it's like that wasn't how it was like 300, 400, 500 years ago before Africa got fucking divided up and carved up by the fucking European nations. No, it was never um, like it's, there it's were tribes. There were like groups of people. There was lines in the sand, divisions, like whether or not it was good or not. Like, I mean, that's how it was in fucking Europe. That's how it was like with every like group of people. I wasn't, you know, North America. Yeah. Part, yeah exactly. part of the reason Europe was able to become so dominant is because. We happened to 
divide up the lines in such a way that we ended up with small to medium-sized states that were constantly getting ready to go to war with each other. And therefore, we developed a lot of technology and good methods of killing lots of people and conquering them. Whereas yeah. in Africa, there were absolutely tribal conflicts and shit, but there was more space. There was like fucking, you know, mountains and deserts and shit separating tribes, people. Too. They were yeah. like they were very small, like groups of people for sometimes. And like, I'm not a fucking like historian. I'm not a fucking like African scholar or even a, a European scholar. I'm, I'm nothing. I'm a, I'm a fucking idiot that likes punk rock, but I am kind of smart. Um, and I think it's ultimately kind of ridiculous. The shit he is saying like that. A, I, I guess, I mean, I, my biggest problem is that he's like trying to come off. Like he's being like victimized and it's like, dude, you're yeah. a billionaire. You you literally probably have nothing to ever worry about again in your fucking He's, life. He talks about being like attacked and stuff like that, and it's like no single individual has come up to you, has threatened you, has yelled at your face, has like made you feel small as a person. It's like I guarantee you that hasn't happened. No one is fucking like to put his put their hands on him or anything like that. That has not happened at all recently. No it, one would ever dare to do that because it's just like with like with anything, there are going to be so many more people that are on Kanye West's side than they're on your fucking side, which like, is another thing. I think it, it really boils down to like this whole like worshiping celebrities thing like needs like oh, but like he, he's he, literally he, trying to act like he's like the smartest, like like the second coming of Jesus Christ. And it's like. Dude, you're just like a shitty rapper. Like, dude, I don't know. Like, man. why should anybody care I, about what you have to say? I will say this too. I like his music. I like his I like early his, records. Yeah, I like Jesus is like probably my favorite. Agreed. Um, some of Donda I liked. Um, the Kitsy Ghosts, I think. Um, the Yay is I think really good. Uh, great. He has a ton of. He is a really good artist. He is a great artist. Uh. That that's it. That's it. He's not a great person because of that. Um, I he's not smart because he's of it not either. smart because of that. Um, and he's not better than anyone else because of that. And that is what like the internet has like. Told, you you don't see that. You see people that are like, oh my god, he made graduation. How could he do this? It's like it's really easy to. I don't know. Just why do you why are you even thinking like that? Like, grow a fucking pair right, of fucking that's, brains. That's like, god why don't damn. you try to separate the art from the artist? Henry oh, Ford made the fucking automobile, and he believed the same fucking shitty things that this guy apparently believes. Yeah. Fuck so Henry this is Ford actually too. this is interesting because we've talked about the separating art from the artist thing before, and in the Tucker interview, Kanye actually. I think unintentionally indicts himself because he's like, you know, somebody once said, and I think they were correct. An artist doesn't have to offer an explanation, but a leader does. And I, I you know what? Okay. I, I agree with him. And unfortunately, like as a celebrity, he is kind of a thought leader of sorts. And that's why I think it, you know, I don't want to sound like a hysterical lib here or whatever, but it, I, it makes me uneasy as someone with Jewish relatives and loved ones and plenty of people that like this guy that many many people listen to and think is really smart is saying shit that you would hear on 4chan in 2016 but like packaged really only slightly differently and you know that's the difference between like i don't care i'm not afraid to like say i like burzum because it's like it's varg he's not really a celebrity per se i don't agree no. with the things he has to say but i i don't think like I mean, right? He's just like a guy who lives in a shack in the woods. So yeah, right. yeah it's, it's, he's funny to like 
here at like open your windows to and be like, oh, there's Varg doing his stupid. He's making a goofy video in his car. There's <laughs> Varg <laughs> being smelly again. Isn't that funny? And like, okay, see ya. Only, the only people who are going to view him as an aspirational figure are people who are already like huge fuck ups. Whereas like there's people with jobs and platforms and some degree of power in this world who are going to like listen to what Kanye West is saying and they're going to think like especially given the kind of celebrity he is given that he does own a fashion line and a business and whatever they're going to think well this guy managed to get rich like that means he knows what he's talking about better than I do maybe he's right about uh, Jewish people conspiring to like fuck everyone over and that's like that sucks that's fucking like that sucks dick big time GBK is pissed and at how like successful Kanye West was in uh, inciting anti-Semitism in the general populace. They've been I, like, I can tell we've you, been trying all this time. We made these sick riffs and like, he does it in he does it in three days. But then they but they didn't make Jesus, so that's on them, I suppose. So they, that's well, true. I mean, they that's didn't good. Make that's good. That makes them look better, honestly. <laughs> Every NSBM artist is pissed right now because they're like, right? There's like right, this, he's the face of the movement. I thought it was supposed to be us. This guy who raps over dubstep. <laughs> it's gonna he's gonna take our place and someone says one of them is gonna be like well i mean he did make uh he did make my beautiful dark toasted fantasy and they're like what are you doing here <laughs> he Get did make out of here he did make a bad record <laughs> get out of here grave desecrator <laughs> <laughs> grave fuck i mean i could tell you the like i mean alt-right that's like in a sort of worn out term now but i i, I glanced a little bit at some of the like internet neo-nazi community to see what they're saying about this and they they are actually elated, even though it's a black dude. They're like, we'll take it, basically, yeah. which is super reassuring. Have fun with your new friends, Kanye West. Yes, I'm sure they're not like waiting with bated breath to sink a fucking knife. Knife. Well, deep I mean, if, into your spinal. If thing. anything, yeah. I'm sure those guys are. Pro- they really not now. They're probably like, oh, we can totally fleece this guy. I mean, think probably, about it. Probably, yeah. That that too. I mean, I'm. Sh- I guarantee you, like that's probably gonna happen at some point of, i mean all those people are grifter a lot of those people are fucking grifters who will like hop on anything to like, again anything to not nickel. have to work at nine to five yeah for it's, some it's, it's pretty kind of pathetic how uh, desperate and sad people are nowadays among uh, the like die hard of that community though like the people who mostly got banned from social media i i will say from observation like the most consistent like genuinely held belief of theirs I guess probably actually the stuff about women is the most at the core of it, but anti-Semitism is a close second. Like, it's not uncommon, not with conservatives, but, like, with people who you could credibly call neo-Nazis for them to say things along the lines of, like, yeah, we can put up with the blacks so long as, like, we get all the Jewish people out of here. Um, well, which also isn't goes... true because it's like, it's okay, if you get them out, you we know what you're going to do next. Yeah, like, yeah, it's of course. A given. Or they're just going to go after is, black. You know, yeah. And also, if it's... it came down to it, you'd all just start killing each other. And in fact, that'll happen. Wait, that, that's, that's, what ha- that's what has thank- to happen. Thankfully, that usually happens first because they're all dysfunctional, antisocial, like, freaks. Yeah, those those people, those people <laughs> don't bunch, get you know they're they're all redacted. So. And also, I was gonna say, I mean, they they would be they'd be like, well, we can deal with it because I um, mean, if the if the if the Jewish people are out, um, they're the ones that are controlling all the black people. So that, they also believe that, yeah. So that way, we could have our racial purity divided, our racial racially divided purity lines, because the only reason there there is a mix up is because of uh, the Jewish people. It's yeah, that's that, some people think that's that, like that's the bad guy they ascribe agency to, whereas they generally don't describe. 
per, like uh, um view of black people as having well, yeah they're not going to be yeah. like oh like everything's being ran by big black no no i don't no because at no. the end of the day that's but that's like, like that's like every conspiracy theory like it so yeah. often well now they're like to, oh and the jews yeah with the newer kind of maga people who i i think excuse me are maybe too far removed from that that's like weird and european and like they they've they don't can't identify with that some Maga of the shit that's more like it like the cult like yeah well, like they, said, like they've, cult they've swapped it out to, to that um china is controlling everything instead uh, some oh, of yeah. them which is e- equally stupid um but yeah because yeah. i mean we know that that's you know not the case I, that that is one i've heard from from co-workers before that that china is dictating u.s policy and is controlling everything which is Buddy, I fucking wish. <laughs> I really, I, right, I we wish. actually might be doing Again, pretty good if that was the case. It's like, I mean, same with with Jewish people too. It's like, I mean, really, if th- that would be an improvement, I mean, that would be that would be great. I mean, I don't know if it'd be great; it'd be better. But instead, we have kind of a mishmash of uh, horrible people from across different backgrounds. I guess primarily a white Anglo-Saxon, um, all fucking everything up together. Uh, if by all means, if the Chinese government was in charge, they, they're they not perfect. They're really bad in some ways. But I think what I would ascribe to them that I wouldn't ascribe to our own ruling classes. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party seems cognizant of the fact that if the world ends, we'll all die and they don't want that to happen. And the fact that that's the bar that we're not clearing is pretty disturbing. But yeah, no, to, to your point, Tyler, like that's even kind of what Kanye West was saying in that interview was he was like, He's talking a lot about like I'm saying what they don't want black people to say, and it's like he's strongly implying it's like whichever uh, people of Jewish descent he knows are like don't want him to do it. His actual concrete grievance to your other point about you've never been attacked, like what the fuck are you talking about? He said that his Jewish trainer, who's also Lizzo's trainer, leaked to the press that he had checked into a mental hospital, and that's being used to defame him as being crazy. So that people won't listen to him, and it's like motherfucker, I'm watching you talk, and you do seem pretty crazy. He sounds like he's gonna cry. He sounds nuts. He's literally like the Jewish media silencing me because I'm lit, I'm lit, I'm lit, and it's like, bro, this is like, right? It's just like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it, it, it is. It you know what it reminded me? There's a great Bill Burr bit about Kanye West actually, and this was before all this, where he's talking about how he never liked this guy and his wife liked him. But he, he was listening to Kanye talk years ago where he's, you know, the many, many interviews where he's like, and I'm, I'm, for those that don't know, I believe uh, Bill Burr's wife is, I believe is black. Yeah, he, is, he doesn't yeah. like white women. It's funny, but he's he like, hey, shout out. Hey, I feel you. Uh, he's a good comedian. <laughs> I feel you, Bill Burr. Now I feel you. But he's like, he's talking about seeing the many West interviews over the years where he's like, I'm a genius. You got to understand I'm brilliant. Like tying himself up and like Bill Burr's like, look. All I could think the whole time is I was like, thank God he's a black guy. Because if you're a black guy, the, there's a glass ceiling for evil. All he's ever going to be is a famous rapper. Who's, if, but you put that ego in a white dude, you get World War II. That's what happens. Wow. Damn. <laughs> that is really funny. In a, in a black guy, they're not gonna, probably not going to get past the level of crazy guy on the subway. And Hitler should have stayed at subway level. That's what should have happened. <laughs> Damn, I want to hear this. Wow. Dude, it's so on point. He's so right. But I, because to connect it a little bit, because of this fucked up like celebrity worship culture we have in America, like 
that ceiling of like you're a famous rapper. This is kind of because of Trump too. That ceiling of oh, at most, at most, you're going to be a crazy celebrity. Like that is one step removed from being a head of state now. I mean, like yeah. well, that seems like what he was also alluding to in that Tucker Carlson interview that he was going to try to run for president. It seems inevitable that he'll run for president. Like that's inevitable, right? I mean, probably. Who Trump or Kanye? I don't? I don't think Kanye he would West. get more than like ten percent of a vote. And like, dude, I don't know, man. Like, if I don't know about Trump that. could, you know. I think if Trump, that shit, if Trump like, doesn't run and he endorses him, I think that's like could be a somewhat easy win for him. Yeah, I, I sincerely hope it doesn't happen. Cause no, because I, I mean, if he keeps this whole thing up, think about it. Like you know, I think your standard conservative will probably be like, oh man, this guy's like really smart and he's like he, like he's got the wool pulled like out from his eyes. Yeah, they'll vote. Yeah. They'll vote for him, and then like a sizable contingent of moderately stupid black dudes will vote for him uh, i i think very few women would vote for him probably very few gay people as well no but um i don't know latinos that's anybody's a guest nowadays but like uh, i, I wouldn't happen. be surprised if like that could also be like half and half yeah i mean the the people amongst the i mean talking about latino community is stupid it's a fake thing but uh people I, ac- across ethnic groups i think anyone who is conservative anyway could probably get into it and then independence be... swing voters, it, which of many stupid coworkers are. There's a big overlap between swing voter and stupid coworker. I don't know. I I say if if that does happen, you know what? Let's just fucking get out the blade. Let's fucking chop this state, this uh, fucking country up into a couple. We we need like three or four countries here. This 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 isn't work. Like it's not working. No, we, it's not. we I, need I, to. I can't, uh, we can't. Someone is these. We need the balkanized. Fucking psychos are too desperate to be the heads of something that is way too powerful, and like that they should have nothing to do with. They, yeah. they should have nothing to do with. Um, uh, America was is a failure on so many regards. It sucks that we're, like, the leading power. I hope sometime soon, albeit uh, nuclear war doesn't fucking rain down upon us, that um, I don't well, yeah, know, this... we get taken down a fucking peg or two. For the love of God, people here, uh, some people here really fucking need it. And some people here don't need it because they understand what it is to, like, have a shitty life. And, you know, props to them. Props to all the working class people. For the most part, um, even some of them are really fucking stupid. Well, the good news is the the major power that major military power we're competing with, like the United States, is also very normal and very smart. Are we talking about China? No, talking about Russia. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I, I was think, being sarcastic. And yeah. Thus, I've had some talk about China Russia. needs. I mean, I don't want to. Right, I'm not getting into it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's uh, shout out to Xi. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, go, I think I go G, by Xi is the adult in the room. Clearly, yeah, I'm yeah. Fun, like, and it's unfortunate because I I wish the adult in the room. For my country was um, well. I mean, it ain't gonna be. It's we not need, gonna be Joe Biden. It just isn't. Gonna we, we need Mr. one Raven more. Is, we need uh, one more adult in the room. But uh, I told Tim a second ago, and this is always annoying when people say this every election. But it, in the event that uh, Kanye West is gonna be president, that I I might legitimately take that as a cue to just fucking leave. Like what happens after that that I can't observe from far away? It can only be so much. Well, it's only worse. gonna get worse. Like if that happens. Yeah, fuck that guy, and we'll take a quick break and come back. Well, let's get off of Yay. Let's get off of Yay's dick. 
get on to. Trying to get on some, yay. There's cocaine lines of <laughs> cocaine. Where's the cocaina? Cocaina. Oh, that's, that's great because really. uh, cocaine, uh, Who you know who loves cocaine? Who? Musicians. Oh, and you know who some musicians are? Blink-182. Yeah, you're right. They probably loved cocaine for a while. Um, maybe yeah, they probably more. still do. Probably still do. Probably like mm, I got. I, love, I mean, I you my take a look at Travis Barker. Uh, you're telling me that that guy doesn't like putting powder up his nose. Maybe he just he's he probably just like ah, oh, it's a treat. No, it's a treat. It's a treat every now and then. He seems relatively normal as far as musicians go. I think I don't really know anything about him other than he he's, keeps, he's, he's he married to Khloe Kardashian. He keeps busy. He does a lot of a lot of work with stuff. I mean, like props to him. I mean, he was hilarious. in the transplants. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is cool. That kind of tells me. I feel like if you're that busy at that age, you probably aren't like partying a lot. No, I I can't imagine like with well, he normal does, life he, stuff. He looks like he works, too. Like, keeps himself in the you know, you know good he, shape. Yeah, he got. He's like, oh, I got to go home do taxes. Um, that I got a roast. I got a roast. I got to make. I got to have know, sex with the last Kardashian time, sister. When's the last time he had any stew, though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> stew. <laughs> yeah, Tyler's, Tyler's Adam Carolla b- tweet <laughs> referencing an all-time great Adam I, Carolla tweet where he he says, "More American males now yeah. wear bracelets than eat stew. And more ever, American males now wear bracelets more than eat stew." That's a, is that a good Carolla? It's pretty good. The implication, uh, I guess, meaning Kanye West today. Uh, he's really smart, and I really agree with everything he says. He's cool. <laughs> is it supposed to mean to that him. we're like pussified now, right? Because yeah. eating stew is manly. Well, I don't eat meat now, so I'm a huge. Virgin. Well, I mean, I think in in Adams um, eat other stews. In Adams, true. You know the lexicon of his. You know what he uses. I think stew is. Um, it means something else. The hu- human turds. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. That's what he's talking about. You know, it's the same. More color. people wear really bracelets good. than eat shit. Yeah, I, uh, I'm kind of on a no waste diet thing. They don't have. He, we don't have manly jobs like doing stand up and talking to Dr. Drew about people's pussies. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention. I, uh, what a man. I didn't threaten um, Rob Schneider because uh, we. So. The first episode we did last week, we re-recorded because um, I thought it was like the first time we did it. It's like, yeah, we were kind of like, we didn't do as good. I think the the one we did was pretty good. There's also a serious threat, you know, railing against Rob Schneider Yeah, I said I was going to fucking fight Rob Schneider to the death because um, he was like to uh, Glenn uh, Glenn Beck or whatever his fucking name is. Glenn Benton. Oh, would you? I wish it was Glenn Benton. Oh, whoa. (laughs) Reverend the Agitator, Rob Schneider. Whatever that means. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, it's Glenn, something to do with the washing machine. <laughs> that meme me being made. It's <laughs> him saying things that Glenn Beck would say, like he's like, George Soros wants to destroy the traditional family. But um, <laughs> he's like, oh, I would, I, Rob Schneider's like, I would die fighting for some bullshit. And it's like, oh, you're going to, you're, oh, yeah, you're going to die, pal. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what I, is me um, closing my fists. <laughs> By the way, it parody. sounds like a gun when sounds I clench like a gun. my fist. It's because my joints are so fucking like <laughs> fucked up. Blink One Eighty Two is uh, announced their tour. They're back. They're back. They're uh, back. They bitches. got a year or so tour. Year two year that uh, goes into twenty twenty four. They're back um, with the real. Uh, wait, what? Yeah, a wait two, a minute. Yeah, a two, no, it's not. But it's not like every day. 
they're going to be touring somewhat consistently for that time now. Yeah, yeah, they're doing a cup. I mean, I think they're, they're doing like weekend kind of like things, but like a lot of them. They're back Crazy. with a bang. They're back with a bang, as uh, some certain band might say, and they back are hitting the a lot now. of fucking dates. Um, and they are bringing a couple bands on tour with them. Is it One Vic Mensa? Oh, that would be really funny. No, no one cares about him, I don't think. No, actually, I think it was because that thing that him and Travis Barker did was, like, yeah, it seemed like it was pretty highly, like, panned. What is it? Uh, 93 Punks. 93. That shit sucks. What the fuck it's is like that? It's like emo rap. Oh, God. But it's like, this is punk still. It's, it's yeah, hilarious it's it's- how rap has reinvented like like new what metal punk means yeah and like like i've seen so so much rap where it's like i mean that's trap metal right is it's just like rap but with guitars so it's like and like so not even, it's like i feel like it's like more distortion on like the beats and vocals too yeah so like suicide boys vibe yeah or like ghost main yeah uh, shit is not good yeah, I like, like I really, I, like I Ghost- never need to see like a, like a emo, well, like a white emo kid rap. I like Ghost Mane's like actual rap stuff when it was like more rap and more kind of like. It's like I don't want to see and you like with, not like, a him band. rapping in Jerry Seinfeld voice. Yeah, I don't want to see you like I don't want to see you like being new metal, being like I'm dark and twisted. Like I don't like see like that. like he's Cole Chamber. Yeah, it's like it's one thing to be like to have like a metal shirt on and like have like crazy hair and shit like and maybe a couple face tattoos and stuff like that. Or like so, like a little bit of makeup, a little bit of blush. Maybe a tiny bit of makeup or something like that. Yeah. Some blush, some eyeliner or something like that. It's totally different when you're like I am the I am a lord of darkness. I'm the scary skeleton. Well, yeah, it's like you're reinventing like new metal and slash like horrorcore you know it's kind of similar to how tech geniuses keep reinventing like you know highways or taxis or whatever i thought you were gonna say how tech nine keeps reinventing the triplet flow (laughs) 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 so when's the new hobson dropping (laughs) Um, hopefully never. Hopefully, never. hopefully he drops dead. But uh, yes, next next year we're talking from March all the way to February of 2024. We got Blink 182. Like I said, they are playing probably a hundred shows, maybe. That's a good solid chunk of the year. But they are the big thing is is that like a they got Tom DeLong I think back. He's back. He's back in the fold. Tom, uh, the, I wouldn't say it's not the original lineup, but it's the classic lineup. The classic lineup. The yeah, lineup they had a different. They had a different drummer before they got Travis Barker, but yes, and that other, is that is always important because like there are. I, I will say this too for bands, the the classic lineup is the one you like want to see. Like right. if, let's say Poison Idea for example, what would be the classic lineup? Ultimately, it would be anything with Jerry A. Pig Champion, uh, Hippie, uh, hippie Slayer, Slayer. Slayer Hippie. No, Slayer Hippie. The, yeah. the Slayer Hippie. That's what it is. Oh, people always say it's Hippie Slayer. No, it's Slayer Hippie. That's that's what I want. You want to see those three guys. Yeah. Because that is when they were doing their doing their best release material, best releases. It was a string of releases where they were all on it. But the big thing is, is that Blink-182 is not going on tour low. No, 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 no. They are bringing a couple bands with them. And some of them are pretty, you might expect. Uh, we got... Rise against, never you listened know. to them. Never I, have listened I, I to them. I skipped over that. Yeah, yeah. The story so far. That's a newer, that newer thing. pop punk kind of band, I think. Yeah, Wa- Wallows. 
don't know what don't that know is. Don't know what that is. Wallows or Wallows, like like Gallows, but with a W. In front. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I was gonna say, isn't that the band Gallows? Like, do you remember that band? I remember don't that remember. band too, but it's, yeah. that's not what this is. But the big thing that's kind of like ooh. <laughs> Is Turnstile is touring with them too? Wow, good for so, them, I guess. Turnstile, yeah. Turnstile, Turnstile is touring with them. A band I, I I admittedly do like to a degree. Really, kind of blowing up. It's very interesting to see how far a hardcore band can kind of go in the modern era. We've talked before about them. We listened to their album, uh, and I I th- like I said I th- I think it's a good I think they're a good band. I think it's a good album. Um, I'm not going to be like, oh man, they really earned it because like I think that's like a really stupid thing to say. I think it's just like yeah, this well, is, that's on taking some... advantage. They're, they got offered it. <laughs> they earned it. That's definitely on some like, oh, I have every copy of your, um, I have every different version of your album. Can I be your best friend now? They owned it. Yeah, I think that's like, I'm sure there's tons of bands that maybe would earn it. I don't know. I, I mean, on some level, Blink-182 earned it, I guess. I mean, they, I guess. they worked pretty hard and played a lot and fucking... Hey, I, you know who also worked really hard? Single mothers out there. I thought you were going to go to a different direction. Yeah, I thought you were going to say something Yeah, why, not, why happened to why you have a couple single mothers up on stage? Their job... They Well, think about it. Mother is the single hardest job in the world. That's true. Um, it's There's nothing I mean, harder. UFO researcher is up there, too. UFO but. researcher. So imagine, is Tom DeLonge a single father who is also a UFO researcher? Tom oh DeLonge, Dick. If, if he was, that he, and then he then he really did deserve it. Yeah. That band, I, you know, Blink-182, it was never super deep. In, I liked the radio hits the same as, like, I think most people I know did. But um, it is... I will echo what Finn McKinty said about them, even though I often don't agree with him. The difference in quality between, like, the first, that Buddha album and then their, like, first real album is, if you wanted an example of, like, oh, this band got a lot better, that's a pretty good example. And there are, it it is not hard to find bands where it's legitimately, like, I listened to all your releases in a 10-year span and you didn't get better. Which is bizarre if you think about it. They at least stepped it up, I guess. Uh, They have a new song. I guess they're going to do a new uh, going to do a new album with the classic lineup. So, uh, what do you have? You guys ever been? I know you mentioned it, Tim. Ever listened to Blink One Eighty Two at all? Um, I remember even being like a teenager, like a kid, being like, "Ah, this band is like really stupid and sucks." Hmm. I remember as a young child liking the song where they uh, run around naked. I thought that was... Like, is it oh, Damn It or is it uh, What's My Age Again? What's My Age Again? I was like, oh, it's a cool song. I like... That was that was it. That's like I, all the thought process. I still kind of... I still like those songs. I think they're like good pop songs. What I found Fun is like... Songs. My experience was like I heard those on the radio as a kid. I thought they were good. Then I got a little bit older and got into like real punk and I was like, I don't care about this. And then once I was a little older than that, like in my 20s, I was like... You know what? I'm not a snob anymore. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna actually listen to their albums. I'm gonna see if the albums are good. And my experience with that has been that the albums as a whole tend to not hold my attention. Like the radio hits for me are the hits. I might be missing something. I'm willing to give anything a chance, but it did not. The experience of revisiting it. No, I'm gonna give them an honest shot. I'm you know not gonna be a snob about it. Was not. It wasn't bad. It was just like, well, I'd rather just listen to Damn It if I'm gonna listen to this at all. It didn't really grab me. I, um, I'm more like. Uh, you know, out of like all that like '90s like you know punk band stuff, like you know Offspring, Green Day, Rancid, all that shit. 
Blink-182 is easily the uh, weakest of all those bands, I would say. I, I would, I would per- personally, I would agree, too. I'd rather listen to Offspring. I'd rather listen to, I definitely would rather listen to Green Day. I was a big Green Day fan, like, pretty... Rancid as well. That was, like, right one of the there. first punk bands. Ran- I, like, Rancid, I still like. Offspring, I would say at least the Smash album. I want to talk about that album more later. I, I don't even... It is. I know what you mean, but that album, I, I almost put in, like, a different category because it's really, really good. And I can't. It the does. Category. It's not poppy in the way. Like it's catchy, but it's not like poppy, happy. Like the thing that Blink One Eighty Two introduced that really, I think, led to bands that you're forgetting about that are even worse <laughs> from that era. Um, was the sort of like fun, nostalgic high school element of it. Whereas if you listen to like, I mean, Rancid really had their own whole vibe. Well, I that mean, grimy I'm shit. Talking, Offspring, Offspring's like pretty dark, actually. I'm talking like. Big bands too, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, so you're, you're, we're talking. Yeah, who like are you a, gonna bring up? I don't know. Bowling for, for bad, soup, bad ones. Yeah, like fucking Bowling for Soup, Taking Back Sunday, MXPX. The well, that's Christian like band. later too. That's like that not, is later. That's like that is later. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's stuff that came later. So that's a good point. I mean, I wouldn't say. I, I would say. Well, I thought you were gonna be like Lagwagon or something, or Pennywise yeah. or something. Yeah. No, Pennywise, in my opinion, has some very good music and is huh. is I would say are better than Blink One Eighty Two. Well, um, we're gonna have to maybe revisit um, who is a member of this podcast. I think uh, after this, episode. what Pennywise what? stuff you listen? They have they have <laughs> bad music too, but like I don't. I would would not put Pennywise. I mean, Pennywise also was. Not, I mean. Blink-182 became like a mainstream band in a way that Pennywise didn't. I mean, that was actually the first band Blink-182 went on tour with. I mean, the furthest Pennywise got was, I guess, being on a Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. They remained kind of semi-sort of underground, whereas Blink-182 was, like, huge. Well, as as Tyler just alluded to, my favorite thing about Pennywise was the... uh Free times with the um, which is a Pennywise and Marilyn Manson scenes. Um, so it. we would go Mondays, Monday like midnight releases. We would go to House of Guitars with the for the free pizza. Uh, for, at midnight. They would have free pizza. House of Guitars, a uh, legendary um, music and musical instrument uh, store here in Rochester. Armand would be there. The owner, one of the owners, I think, him and his brother, him and his brother Bruce. Yeah, um, they he he'd be like, boys, uh, free times. Uh, uh, new, you can uh, take the pizza new, home if you want. New Pennywise boys. and Marilyn Manson album. So <laughs> that was like, yeah, that was like really that was funny. that has become like if you see with us Connor, two and Connor, if you yeah. see me, me and Tim and Connor, like, and you bring up Pennywise or Marilyn Manson, we're probably just gonna instinctively say that, boys. <laughs> Pennywise and Marilyn Manson. Yeah, boys, take free the uh, free uh, free time, and uh, there's a new Pennywise Marilyn Manson CD, uh, and just get week. pizza, and we would sometimes buy a record or two, sometimes, and then sometimes not, sometimes pay not, for it. yeah, pay for, not pay for. It. I don't know if we should admit that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, statue of limitations, dude. That whole hey, store, uh, statue of limitations, statue of limitations. Also, that store is built upon theft, so. It you is. know, whatever. That does you, not hey, mean let's, let's not blow the spot. They, they will beat you up if they catch you stealing. That yeah, I've I mean, heard those stories I, I, many times. I remember someone. I remember someone yanked a couple box sets and uh, ran off one time. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. They're like, wow. oh, oh, well, because those box sets can oh, be cost a pretty penny, like over a hundred. Cost way too the, much money. If you got the so, right band, you know, Metallica, the Beebles. Blink One Eighty Two going off their legendary tour. Now that they with Pennywise, uh, with Pennywise and Turnstile. Um, I've seen Pennywise is not with them. It's no. Pennywise would be opening now, though, whereas it started out. Right, Turnstile would not be for some reason. Yeah, but I think it's really interesting. Um, ticket prices are going for crazy. Some crazy of them, yeah. Of I some know of them. our our friend Eric. 
his sister got tickets for him and herself to see them in Toronto, and she, I think she said they were $150, which Damn. is Even a lot for a ticket, a lot. but that is, it is a lot. It's less than decent, some people though. are paying. Yeah, Man, that's, that's less. I've, I've seen some people paint like, where it's like 250 300 400 some um some of them being 600 800 900 like it's crazy um that's that is ridiculous i think kind of ridiculous not even just for like them being related to punk i just think anyone it's like you should not be paying that much to see any there's artists. nobody i don't i can't think of anybody who's alive that i would pay that to go see like if you could do necromancy and bring like bob marley phil back Lynott, bring like bob marley back or phil Lynott, i guess like if you had the classic Thin Lizzy lineup for me through Magic, I'd probably pay two hundred dollars for that actually. Or if you Magic, get, you Magic get, funded um, by money. You get David Lee, uh, David Lee Roth's voice back from the grave. That would Ooh, be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, I love because I mean I he's been shot. Dave. He's been shot. Maybe his body, maybe his body back too, because he's kind of like a can't do those little like, bit of like those splits in man. the air anymore. Yeah, no, he's just like why he just like on stage. I'm I'm David Lee Roth. I, I will say this this might be a good segue into the last thing we wanted I wanted to talk about. Um, Which thing? Regards to touring, just touring in general. There has been a lot of online discourse about how it's very difficult for bands to tour now. I mean, it seems that Blink-182 is able to do it, but you have to remember Blink-182 is insanely successful band. At this point, they could kind of do whatever they want and they're going to make money. Like, especially with the classic lineup, like they know that they could fetch minimum, even if they were like, we're capping the tickets at 150. Like, and that tickets are always, just, are all just going to be 150 that would sell out, like, for the most part. I think people would very much pay for that. America's obsessed with uh, nostalgia, and I think a lot of people our age, they, they a little are, bit older, a little is, bit younger. This is cashing in on millennials aging, yeah. So, Which, I mean, honestly, that's I, that's kind of sad to see. Sad me. to yeah. see. Indeed. Yeah. It's they're like, gonna, oh, we're, so are we going to become boomers that quick, motherfuckers? Yeah, they're going to get me with something someday, but not with this. Th- they'll get us. Um, they'll, they'll always get us. Government but, warning goes... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, stuff like that. If you told me Crossed Out was playing a fucking show and I could pay, like, I would fly. I might, like, fly out to see it. You're right, pay, like, yeah. like, $80 to do that. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, some band, like I said, some bands are having a very hard time touring. Alex Jones is Alex Jones is going to do a tour where he does his classic material. He lost a bunch of weight. He's oh, only sick. doing 9-11 stuff. <laughs> Hell yeah, that would be. He's like, gonna interview he's like doing a seminar he, about he, it. Or he's something. gonna interview a mortal technique live again. <laughs> Wait, did that happen? Oh yeah, that's like oh. that's like when I learned who Alex Jones was was during the era where like where people, people pretended that the mortal technique was good. Where he was interviewing and like people I know who would like a mortal technique a lot were like, you got to check out this guy Alex Jones, man. He's gonna open your eyes it's, to. I remember head, how bad <laughs> capitalism is. <laughs> I remember one of the is gonna open. <laughs> I remember one of the most striking things about uh, uh, Immortal Technique. I remember like listening to one of his songs, and there was like he was like being racist and homophobic towards like Greek people. I was just like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> Let's listen to you. He's like, dude, man, other... you invented fucking each other in the ashes, you, <laughs> you, you fucking boops. It's that's funny that he listened to any other another. Memorial that technique wasn't song. dance with the devil. Yeah, that's no, crazy. I mean that was it was like at the end of that song. Is it? Yeah, because there's like it's I like don't remember that. I, don't I mean the version that. I heard there was it, there was like a like an, <laughs> someone, a, an extra song someone made the end someone of it. made an extra version. This is the uncensored yeah, this version. This is like we're talking like LimeWire. 
This is it. This is the uncensored, unreleased version that includes the anti-Greek racism. Yeah, because he's like, (laughs) I don't know why he was so like... Well, you know, he's from so New York mad. City. Maybe he had some beef with some Greek He was at a in diner in Queens, yeah. and he got overcharged is probably what happened. But so ticket prices. What, ticket prices. With ticket some prices. bands are doing very well. They're able to fetch high prices. I remember there was, like, a thing with Raging It's a Machine and stuff like that. They seem to be do pretty well. Um, but some bands aren't able to tour at all or are very having a very hard time touring. Now, um, if you are in... The music, if you are into music, you know that if you've been in a band, you know that sometimes you just can't tour. You can't tour all the time. Um, uh, more than ni- I'm sure 99 percent of all musicians aren't touring musicians. Yeah, um, it's an investment. It's always a risk. Like doesn't matter how big you fucking are. Something bad can fucking happen. I mean, actually, Rage Against a Machine. Um, Zach DeLaRocco fucking fucked up his leg really bad. And they had to, like, cancel stuff for even, like, 2023, I believe. Um, what a dumbass. I don't, yeah. What a dumb dumb. It's like... It's like, dude, you're, like, probably, like, 50 that, now. Why are you doing, like, backflips, like, at a show or whatever? Like, that'd be cool. I mean, fucking idiot. I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not going to go... I'm not going to hold I that will. against him. <laughs> okay, I'll do bad. it for you. He's bad. But uh, I've seen a lot of online controversy about... Also, I don't touring. like Inside Out that much. Uh no spiritual surrender is pretty good, I guess. It's, it's pretty good. I it's not, not never something that stayed in rotation for me, but not it's a good. It's not an album where I go, oh wow, it's just like oh, that's uh, pretty cool. Definitely on some uh, in one ear out the other shit for me. <laughs> Inside so. your head, and then it goes <laughs> and then right, right out, out the other side. That's why they chose that name. <laughs> just like so, yeah, this isn't that good. In fact, our singer is going to be in a much more wildly popular and better band. Yeah, but um. Animal, uh, the band Animal Collective kind of spurred a big discussion about touring because they had to, had to cancel their UK and Europe dates in November. Um, and I've seen people being like the most successful experimental band can't afford to go on tour now. And you saying there's no problem with musicians? And it's like, hmm. Okay. Uh, also, most ex- most successful experimental. Uh, do you guys forget about Yeezus? Yeah, you guys forget about Yay? Yeah, it's a good point. Honestly, like, like what the fuck like, are they talking like, about? Like, yeah, Donda uh, is very weird. I would say it's weirder than Animal Collective. I guess in the context of Kanye, yeah, yeah, it is a weird. Well, they album, did, they but... did say band too, right? Because yeah. I mean, Kanye okay. is just a yeah. man. Kanye is just a man. Um, I would say also as so, I am a fan of Animal Collective. I think their early work, uh, everything up to Meriwether Post Pavilion is is great and amazing. Um, to varying degrees, their post stuff, uh, not very good, I would say. Um, I guess they put out an album this year, kind of boring, don't really care about it, because, but it is, to go back to Blink-182, it's a classic lineup, it's the four members, uh, Avi Ter, Geologist Panda Bear, and the other guy, who I can't remember, but they're a full band again, um, so it's kind of cool, but I think people have to remember that touring is difficult, touring is a risk. Animal Collective is a very weird band in of itself. I have no idea what their fucking fan base like is in 2022. I don't, I don't know either. And and like I think the the issue. So people are saying, oh, it's a it's an indicative of a problem that Animal Collective can't afford to tour. And I would want to be more granular about what the problem is because to me, this is this is sort of the contradiction that any artist encounters if they are trying to go on tour or sell records or do anything that involves making money. 
what you're doing when you're going on tour, unless you're just going on vacation, which Animal Collective, I'm sure, probably could do, if you're trying to make money touring, even to recoup the money you spend on it, accept the fact that you're se- you are doing sales. You are selling someone something. You're, you're selling something. And when you're selling something, your needs do not matter. The customer's needs matter. It's pretty fucking simple. We've got a shitload of people who need and or want to see Blink-182 play the songs from when they their youth, whatever. People want that. Uh, if Animal Collective can't get enough ticket sales to go on tour, that means there is an insufficient number of people who want whatever it is they're offering. And that's maybe on them. It could be on their label and the people who are supposed to sell the shit for them. This yep. is why marketing people exist and shit is because people who are artists are naturally primarily first and foremost concerned with their own desires and their own needs and oftentimes not great at understanding other people's yeah. which is why they're artists and not salespeople. but if you're an independent musician and you're trying to get a takeaway from this i i guess the the most you can learn from it is something about american audiences and what they want out of it and also understanding that no matter what your legacy is if no one right now really wants to pay you for what you're offering them then it is what it is you need a different pitch at the very least yeah. you need a different pitch i bet with different marketing animal collected collective could maybe pull this off but i don't really know you said most of their newer music is bad so I, are they also like not as popular in europe maybe that has something to do with that's it. a good that's a great question maybe they could be i would say their new stuff is uh, it's just not i just don't think it it doesn't have the juice that the older stuff did i remember the they had an album called i think um Tangerine for something like that came out in 2018, 2019. I think 2019. Super, I was like, this is so fucking boring. Every song sounded the same. Um, whereas there are other albums like Strawberry Jam, um, like even Meriwether Post Pavilion. Like it wasn't always. I don't know. There was more dynamics involved. It was more powerful. The, the new album, I maybe should take a minute to listen to it, but I would say what is going on right now in UK and the Euro, in Europe? What is going on? Yes. Well, I mean, um, there's that big Russo-Ukrainian war. Oh, yeah. Talking there's, about? there's that whole fucking thing. Yeah, probably. I don't know if that's going to affect no. touring there. It might. It very I, why, well might. Maybe, why, certain part, it maybe certain parts of Europe, probably Eastern Europe. I absolutely think it would because think about it like this. If everything is going well, up. Gas is expensive as gas fuck. Gas yeah. is expensive yeah. as fuck. Yeah. If everything is going up. What are you going to cut first? Spend money on fucking going to see Animal Collective? No, no, no. You're, exactly. You're and, not and going, going to on there on t- powering your fucking van. There is going to be ridiculously expensive. So there is, unfortunately, I think um, a lot of costs involved with going on tour that currently are being exacerbated by some now, fucking bullshit. I was sucks. thinking about it. Like, do you think they they like had their shows announced and they were like waiting for? Take it sales to see what was I, up. I and think then, they probably were, and yeah. they were like, "It's too much." Of, I'm sure or, they like th- not I'm enough sure they sold. sold. Yeah. I'm sure they sold. That tickets. is extremely embarrassing. That means whoever gave them, because I doubt that they did it themselves. Maybe no. they did. No. Like no. that means they got a wildly inaccurate sales forecast. Or, uh, again, probably, we don't, like, well, the we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Like the thing is, if you have a guarantee. Um, from someone so for those that donors maybe know like pretty much there's two ways to get paid from a gig uh, there's a guarantee or there's a door deal like and comedians do this too like a lot of it's not just music but like it's for like a lot of people but like so blink 182 can ostensibly get a guarantee now and their level i don't know how that normally works 
how that works. We're talking maybe with them millions of dollars a show or hundreds of thousands with the Blink-182 show. We're talking probably, a lot yeah, of fucking yeah. money. We're talking probably like 10,000, yeah. you know, 5,000, 8,000, 9,000 fucking seat. You're dealing like fucking with huge promoters, capacity. promoters who are exactly. like big, big guys. I don't know how that works, but like let's take a mid-sized I would assume it, honestly, band. I, I think it's safe to assume it is something resembling just a guarantee. Yeah, exactly. Like a mid-sized bigger band kind of um, that has like 40,000, 50,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. Big metal band usually just has a guarantee. It's like you're going to pay us like X amount of dollars. Yeah. And it's like I accept. And now if you make a little bit more, then you can pocket that. Sometimes they'll be like, well, if you sell out, then we have to get a bonus or something like that. You know, depends on what the contracts and stuff like that are involved. Um Maybe they didn't. Maybe it's a little bit of column A, column B, where it's like we need to sell a certain amount of tickets in order to, for our um, for the promoters to give an okay on the gig, and they're just not hitting it. They're like, we have to fucking bail because it fucking sucks. Well, yeah, it it, it probably is. Uh, my guess is that just like the promoters, some of them did exactly that, and were like, oh, we're selling less than we expected. What my point was that like. There is probably someone in charge of booking this tour for them. Yeah. Who, if if Animal Collective announced the tour and and everything, to- indicated to them that it was going to be fine, and it wasn't, and that person did a bad job. That's probably the same person who was giving uh, Putin his forecast for how this war was going to go. Yeah. Uh, to, be, to be fair, in all the reality, all the stuff that's going on with uh, Ukraine and Russia, that is kind of affecting Europe. If, if there's any escalation, I can't imagine they're, like, aware of that. They're, like, they don't get a heads up, like, hey, by the way, um, Nord Stream 2, it's going to be blown up. Like, you know what I mean? They're no, not they're know not that. knowing about that. Like, it's, like, there's just the ticket promoters are being told about this. So, I think there's a lot of factors. But ultimately, I think the thing that I'm thinking of is that at most times for mid-level, like, even higher mid-level, like, musicians, like, someone like even an Animal Collective who ostensibly have a huge audience compared to, like, us, um, still struggle because touring is almost always a risk unless you're, like, S-tier, Metallica, you're well, fucking Doja Cat, you're Party B. might have a huge audience, but how engaged are they? How motivated are they? How are they going to buy pre-sale tickets? How much are they going to pay for tickets? These are all yeah. questions that people are paid, compensated very, very well to answer. Uh, someone gave them bad answers, I guess. But Maybe, possibly. Um, it it, it kind of doesn't shock me, though. I mean, I feel like there's... I, by the way, I've never listened to that band. I will someday, but like... You should. I, I think I might like some of it. I like some kind of indie stuff from that era, but... It's it's more psychedelic, neo-psych, okay, I, can get I into guess. That. I, a, I they like, do a lot of stuff. I can get into that, but... That style seems kind of out of vogue right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like you, you'll get some nostalgic millennials, but like the younger audiences, like the stuff from before their time, they've l- l- latched onto, seemingly is absolutely not like that. Like sort of weird indie rock stuff from early two thousands, whatever. They've latched onto like new metal and pop punk. True. Yeah, I think they're they're a couple years off. Grunge for um, maybe like that to kind of because they they didn't really pop off until like Animal Collective like they really like hit their peak maybe in like 20 2009 20 also also um, both like younger Zoomer audiences and maybe millennials and other people who have sort of 
absorbed their ways of thinking are very very into like aesthetic this is like tumblr mindset or something like the music they like and everything has a lot to do with how does this tie into my aesthetic or an aesthetic that i like and the early 2000s indie rock aesthetic is not really captivating to most people no. i don't think they kind of all those it's guys those guys just looked like guys and their records just looked like whatever they looked like seems uh totally safe and totally forgettable honestly yeah well, that that like I, said, I think I with say. Animal Collective, you can't really compare them to like the 2000s indie rock because they're not indie rock, like at all. I would not call them like. Yeah, but indie what do rock. they look like? That's my point. I don't know, kind of weirdo. Also, why did, why is the one album cover they have making me trip? Which one, Meriwether Pulse? Yeah, yeah, like it's moving. I think it's supposed to be like seen. that. It's like more. It, it's more psychic. It is more psychedelic and like out there than like. You know what I mean? Though. I'm not. I'm not talking you, about their, yeah, I know, their, I know their music at all. I'm talking about it's, like it's the pitch vibe. For, it's pitchfork. Pitchfork music. No one yeah. cares Which is about not, that now. Oh, now, yeah, no people. Do Maybe not give it. A, I guess I give it a couple that. years. That, I think another thing is, is that like post, where the post films came out in 2009, I believe, they had a some bigger gaps in like records. Um, they had a, some slight lineup changes. Like I said, they're back to their original lineup. I did watch the video, and they did sound really good. Um, Especially, I wish they played more older songs. Um, they played like two or three, and it's like, ugh, come on, like paying for two hours, I can come on. give me like five or six like older songs. What the fuck? But um, I mean, even the the description of neo psych sounds like something that would be out of vogue right now because psychedelic music tends to be like long songs, very abstract, very experimental, uh-huh. and people like sh- their shit fucking snappy. They want now, man. Pop, like yeah, especially with like how rap music is nowadays too. It's like, crazy. It just. Yeah, and and the new album is like very chill. Listen, I've listened to a couple songs. Yeah. It's like way more chill than like I kind of want it to be. So that always, I'm just like, ah, there needs to be like something because there's usually something. It's not super harsh. They're not very a very harsh band, but they'll they'll pop their head into that that territory every now and again to kind yeah. of give it a sick contrast. Um, I'll make it. Maybe I'll make a playlist of uh, really good Animal Collective yeah. songs. Yeah, I, um, I I I need a little more dynamics than that usually. But That's, yeah. I mean. To to be fair, I like I said, I we don't know. Maybe they're playing bigger rooms, and we we've t- we were talking about this. Yeah. What if a band that normally could sell out, like maybe sell out like a eight hundred cap room? What if they played like a four hundred cap room and just did a tour of all those? Yeah, I that's what I said they should do because I think if or that- not even just them. More bands should just do that. That should rule. Yeah, we playing more about intimate. That with, yeah, negative, negative approach. approach. Yeah, we saw them at the Bug Jar, like, which is like a two hundred th- cap. Three years ago, it was an awesome show, like ton of energy. Um, John Brandon sounded like a crazy guy. Yeah, and then I just saw a Negative Approach this past April in Buffalo at the Town Ballroom, huge venue. How many people do you think could? Oh, could there was fit a shitload of people. There. How many think people people could fit in there? Uh, um, uh, maybe three, four hundred, five hundred. Five hundred, okay. How many people fit Photo City, you think? Ooh, That's over 300 for over sure. 300. Maybe, yeah. maybe 400. Because I had the similar... I saw Raven. I've talked about it for a couple, maybe five years ago at Bug Jar, small venue, and it was amazing. I saw them this Thursday at a, like you said, 300, 400 venue, and their performance was about the same. They didn't really drop in quality, but I enjoyed it much less because just the energy was just different, you know what I mean? Yeah. And also, I think from a publicity point of view, like a band that everybody's heard of but hasn't thought about in a while, like Animal Collective, like 
Raven too. Raven, <laughs> Raven. I, yeah. Right. Well, the, Raven's a little different because they have a sort of core well, audience. They're a so, legacy act. Yeah, point. for the metal scene and metal they're, guys think about a lot of things that oh, a normal person well, wouldn't. They're a band they where you go. Acts. They're a band if you're like in the metal and you like that kind of like new wave of British heavy metal, like that era. Um, yeah. Excuse me, 80s. Tyler. It's uh, athletic rock. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. Athletic, athletic rock. rock. Yeah. If you like that kind of stuff, you go. You might not listen to Raven all the time, but you go, ooh, Raven. Oh, that'd be sick. Oh, they're playing there. Ooh, Raven. That'd be a, a, that'd be a good a, gig. Like also a, a good wrestler. Like a big act like uh, Animal Collective or whatever. It would be a good, almost, publicity stunt if they announced a tour and it was all little tiny venues. That would yeah. that would make them look good, if I they think. Played at, uh, if they played at Photo City, like, that would be well, awesome to see them there. Do you think Animal Collective could play the bug jar? No. No, I think that's too small. I think that, that well, stage is Well, but they would probably make it a good small. show, though. Nah, because I feel like they have like some visual stuff, too, a little bit. But, oh. again, I don't know how much. It's not that crazy. Um, I think a 400 cap, like, may, I think Photo City is maybe 400, at, at like, most. Because, like, I know Bug Jar is at least 200, and but when it's packed, when it's sold out, it's fucking I packed mean, in there kind of sucks. Honestly, like, Bug Jar being 200 cap, like, that even, that that is almost like, yeah. man, that is, like, that might, might be, be less. a little too high. So, I, seeing 300 people, dude, I'll, I mean, I don't know, to see Animal Collective, I'd pay thirty five dollars. I'd pay forty bucks or something you know, like and that. And then then thirty five times what, like three hundred? I mean, that's not bad. Well say, yeah, get ten thousand a night. I mean, how much fucking money like at the end of the day, how much do you need to where like you can't don't do that every couple months? You do a three week tour, you do a four week tour. Like touring musicians are supposed to be touring because that's their job per se right so it's if their your gig. job is to tour you should be constantly doing it look at fucking gel they are constantly touring and i mean do they have to i guess maybe not i don't know but like they're a hardcore band the, the great thing about seeing a hardcore band is that it's stripped down they don't have like all right now we got to put this stuff up and we got to have this elaborate sound check stuff. They're just like, we can plug in and fucking play wherever. I mean, they have, it's called keeping your overhead down. And yeah. That's why if you can do a hardcore band that normies like you can make a bunch of money. And now the thing is with them too, though, you could go, they could expand their sound musically. And I hope they do with like their, future records the split they did with cold brats is really good there's a lot of like cool guitar layering on that and they don't necessarily like it doesn't sound like that live i mean we just saw them i me and connor saw them a couple months ago a month or two ago Mm -hmm. and yeah that doesn't sound like the record live but how many bands do they they still had a really sick energy to them and i think that's like more important at least for who they're playing for now. Yeah. That that band, I think, if anything, might be at risk of uh, it being a scenario where they get very big because they've managed to tap into you know people who maybe don't listen to hardcore that much. And but it's like, oh well, I like this one band because I'm going to listen to one band that sounds this way. Uh, if they decide they get bored of playing the music that they're playing and they change their style, that might actually hurt them. I, I can imagine that happening with that yeah. band pretty easily. I don't think they would like. I don't think they would do that though. They would I don't just think start they would new bands. That. Probably. Either they would start new bands or they would like slowly like insert like I should get away with that ceremony got away with that kind of it's funny part. because I've been listening to I've been over the last couple of weeks been listening to some ceremony stuff I will say that uh, I don't think it really works for them sonically like listen to records I listen to zoo 
That I, I haven't listened to those. I listened to, I don't think it was that one. It was another one that I liked. I, really, my experience with it is I saw them live when they first started doing oh, that, yeah. and it was very, very good. Okay. They didn't I play like any that. of their hardcore songs, which is good. I can see that live. It just like, I listened to Zoo, and it was like, this is, I'm supposed to like this? Like, it probably, I think the ones they did after that I've heard are better. I'm, I've been meaning to revisit them. Yeah, people like that one a lot. Well, going back to also another funny thing in regards to the, uh, well, actually, I guess it's not really related, but going back to the the, the Blink One Eighty Two tour thing, didn't you say that people were upset that uh, Rise Against was playing higher than? Uh, I I saw one person be like, "Rise Against is Turnstile should play above Rise Against," and it's like, how old was this person? I don't fucking probably know. You know, hopefully young enough this to like just, not realize. But people what say saying. that about people say that about tons of bands where it's like, why is this band playing above this band? It's like. Rise Against has like 15 more albums than fucking Turds. They have does. a lot more. They have a lot more listeners on Spotify too. Oh no like, shit! Yeah, right. They're pretty well established. Like five shit. times as many, and like once you've hit a million, five times a million is a lot. Five times a hundred isn't that much more. I'm just curious who's saying that, but who also is like, is this somebody who wants to see Blink 182? I don't know. If you want to go see Turnstile, um, well, sorry. Yeah, that you sucks. probably just shouldn't go see him at that. Go thing. see him somewhere fucking else. Yeah, yeah. I, right, I would it's never like, go see Turnstile at that in that kind of a venue. It would no. suck. Like, right, it's yeah, not fun. There's gonna be a bunch of people there who don't care. Yep. You know, like they're whatever. Like that's that's the thing. That's the caveat of playing of getting bigger is that like and I, some bands don't have to. I think some bands. I'm trying to think of bands that don't do that. I well, guess yeah. This is you know what yeah. I think I I see where you're going with this. This is like uh, like what if Turnstile was like nah, we're not gonna we don't want to play like a th- like fifty. I mean, like, we know we're friends with five thousand cap right. rooms. They should just like you know do their own tour where they headline and like sell out like you know smaller venues. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm I'm sure they're well. They might not be able to for like the next year and a half or so, but I'm sure after they would be able to. I also I'm doubtful that. Turnstile's not on all of those dates, I'm assuming. I think they are. Usually when they have those tour wow. posters, it'll list everybody, and then you'll find out later, oh, this this one band is only on some Certain of them. Certain dates may apply. Maybe. Yeah. I, I will say I do hate that when I see a tour flyer, and it has like four bands, and then like one of the bands, it's like Half uh, of on, yeah. on two days. These guys are going to be there at <laughs> one of these shows. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, that's what it felt feels at, like. At the show in El Paso. Yeah. And then that's it for some reason. I don't know. That's that's. It just seems like false advertising. You better make them really small in the flyer. Oh yeah, actually, you know what? That is true because I remember seeing some shit. I can't remember which bands it was, but yeah, it was like, oh, th- this guy and this band is like, oh, that'll be cool. And then it's like not playing the like you know Rochester date. Or oh, some shit. there was that. They were doing that with the Napalm Death tour with Bruharia, where it's like Cryptic Slaughter and Cryptic Slaughter is like oh, pretty that's what big, pretty big on the flyer, and it's like they're playing like three shows with them on a, like a. Three and a half, four week tour, like, like all in California, probably. Yeah, all West Coast, and it's like, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe make their, maybe make their, it's like, like you know, really, all, really part tiny. Of the, are they even part of the tour? No, I don't think so. If they're only playing NBC three days, is I would more say of a no. part of the tour. Like Frozen Soul is more of a part of the, that tour, but not. Yeah, fucking here you have Slaughter Cryptic Slaughter and gigantic, you know, huge font, yeah. size size forty eight font. Yeah, Times New Roman. (laughs) We got it bold and italicized. And underlined. And underlined. Ultimately, I guess, I would like to know if there are any bands that, like, we're on an upward trajectory 
like maybe a turnstile, but they kind of like chose to keep it like we are not going to play like with on like four and like two foot and three foot angel stages. dust maybe i don't know yeah that's maybe. like a, just a random guess but yeah i mean might. fugazi would be a classic one that fugazi oh, yeah. was pretty popular and they straight up didn't do that famously like, yeah we're not we're not we want our shows to be affordable and we want them to be accessible so. we had a we had a joke about them that we can't say in the podcast but it was really funny um anyway <laughs> i don't even remember i don't yeah, remember my, that one it was from the... tour it was the okay <laughs> Well, we'll the shows are going to be $6 from now oh. on. <laughs> yes. Look, I don't want it to be. I love the $5. Oh, I but love it's the $5. But it's just I can't, just can't afford it anymore. It's going to be six. Look, it's a good show. It's, it's only $6. Still a good show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, my takeaway from the touring discourse has always been you got to remember, and I've said this, I think, even on the podcast before to to whatever musicians are listening whether it's putting out records or going on tour, if you want to make your money back, if you want to make more money, if you're thinking about money even a little bit, you need to think about your audience almost exclusively. And I would even say, even though they don't have to, fucking Blink-182, and especially from what I do know about those guys, like, they are doing this for their audience. Like, even if it's they're just doing it to make money, if you're doing a tour to make money, you're doing it for your audience on some level because you are betting that they're going to pay to see you. And I think it's really shitty when musicians or artists feel entitled to people's money. Like, if you don't care about what people think about your art because it's just so brilliant and it's so good and it's so important, that's fine. Uh, but that doesn't mean it, that doesn't mean you're entitled to anyone's money. You you True. have to go out there to please your audience if you want to get anywhere. And or if, or if even if it's not about money and you just want people to like your shit or dance for you or whatever you want from them, you got to give them something. So think about your audience. It's not unpunk to do that. Yeah. I mean, I think thinking of like the Henry Rollins whole, like you, you're on stage, you're giving your fucking all. It's like, you could say that from like, on like multiple levels. Like it's an artistic thing. Like I am like, I am like giving, I'm bearing my fucking soul for you. Yeah. And like, this is what I fucking love to do. I want to do, but there's also like the other layer of like, I am a, I am ultimately kind of a product, my band, my aesthetic, everything. And like, when you come to see me, this is what you would fucking expect. This is what you're going to fucking get. If the guy from hoax didn't fucking bash in his fucking head and the, with the fucking microphone and be menacing and scary, would anyone give us at, like as much of a shit about hoax when they were around? Probably not. Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. Like if your band fucking stands on stage and just doesn't do anything, um, I'm not saying if you fucking if your bassist does a backflip every fucking night and you guys are fucking jumping around like that that's going to immediately that's going to make you fucking popular but like I think people have more fun at shows if you do that with the caveat that you play ripping music and you have people that there is a small some sort of base of you even if it's like three people to show who are fucking way more stoked on you than like the other 50 people like they that shit is contagious. At even a show. if they're even if they're not stoked on me, like if I'm playing a show and there's two, there's like I don't know who you are. There's two people there, but they're like looking at me while I'm. They're paying attention to me. It's like all right, two people paying attention to something I basically that I enjoy doing. That is two more people than most human beings on earth will ever have care about them in that way. So I try to be grateful for that, and I try to give give it my all, as as Rollins said, because it's like well, shit, that's crazy that these three people are, are actually watching me like that is an exceptional thing so 
uh, don't, I don't know, don't be an entitled prick about people's money and attention. Attention especially, because time is more valuable than money. And if they're giving you 20 minutes of their time to watch you do a set, uh, if if you try to make it worth their while, they're going to think it's worth their while, and then they'll fucking pay to see it. Those are my thoughts on touring. Touring, never boring, in the Ramones' words. Thoughts on touring? Do you have any sure. final, do you have any little things to add, Tim? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I pretty much agree with Jake, where it's like, you know, no matter, you know, 100 people or one person, so, you know, got to try to give a good show. Yeah, I agree. I try and give a good show. You I know, also, I, I'm also with Jake, where I don't know if I really care about, you know, how much money is involved with it either. That, that, well, I don't think Jake doesn't care about that. I yeah, think Jake was not saying... doesn't care about it. I Conveniently, I think that if you have a mindset of, I'm going to give it my all no matter what, that is by no means it guarantees you're going to get fucking rich or whatever. That is, I absolutely think that's conducive to being able to make money off of music. Like, I think yeah. big musicians, and there's exceptions to this in the fucked up internet age we live in, but like, if you think of a conventional pop star, let's say Lady fucking Gaga... Like I would, um, I'm pretty sure that's probably how she sees things when she gets on stage, and probably always has been how she's looked at things. It's probably how Blink One Eighty Two is. Like, it if you are, uh, I I agree, Tim. It's not like why I do this by any means, but if right, it, that's it, what I meant. Yeah, but if it was, I probably would see things the same way, just for different reasons. Well, at the end of the day, have fun and rock on. That's what we like to hear. Um, if you get successful. The thing of it as a happy accident and think about music, think about the fans first, think about yourself to a degree, to a degree too. Um, think about, because that's ultimately I think the big contradiction, going back to contradiction, with music is that ultimately and being like an, uh, an artist that wants to make money off of it is that like not only are you a product, but you're also fucking, you are bearing your soul. You're creating art. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you're actually creating something that is like at all personal to you, it is very difficult to like try and think solely analytically about it. And, yeah, you're like, commodifying yourself a little. You got to be a, you got you got to be a little bit of a psycho to do it. But it's it's ultimately I think it's good. Right? I like I it. I think I think you could. Alice is. I think you could find a healthy balance, but you yes. unfortunately have to think about things that most people want don't want to think about. And yeah, that sucks that you can't just play guitar as people always say. Oh, I just want to play guitar, but them's the fucking breaks. I wish I fucking didn't have to work at all but here i am um any uh anything else we want to add today uh, this is a, a fun little kind of a detour episode i think only final thought i have because it's been on my mind uh in case it wasn't clear like fuck kanye west and also i know we said that no one's ever going to take him to task or confront him but i i hope he decides he's going to go to williamsburg someday and you know get a bagel in peace and he because i'm confident he will be taken to task and i hope there's a video because it'll be awesome once he starts like you know losing like all his fucking you know and whatever the fuck his endorsements shit like that yeah i i want like hasidic kids to like hit his ankles with sticks it would be like awesome. yes please yeah. send him through that neighborhood yeah well <laughs> i mean dude he made my beautiful dark toes of fantasy i don't think like yeah, most of the people there like, are I not think allowed you need to, to I need to, to think, right, I think you need like, to reassess what you're saying, dude. Come on, man. No. <laughs> Fuck that <laughs> like rat motherfuckers. Like, I, I, that's, a, I think, the biggest takeaway. Don't feel afraid to fucking, the, the people, uh, what is it, uh, kill your idols. Don't be afraid to kill your fucking idols. If no you more heroes. To. No more yeah, heroes. Fuck it. that shit. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. 
I also think this is a really, I think, a kind of a good piece of advice for like also like burgeoning listen, uh, artists, musicians, stuff like that. Take influence from a band, but in your head, you want to go, I want to do what they're doing, but I want to do it fucking better. Yeah. That's what I think about all the fucking time with my yeah. shit is that like my favorite one of my, my favorite band, Gas Chamber. I want to be like that, but I want to do it fucking better. Yeah. And if I can't, and I'm going to do it in my own fucking way. I'm not going to try and copy them note for fucking note. That's bullshit. But I want someone that sees me to have the same feeling that I did when I exactly, saw them. Exactly. It's about and feelings, really. If the if the best thing, if you can, if you're constantly coming up with the oh, never be as good as this. Fuck you. I am going to be better, the better than crossed out. You might, someone might not think that, but I can fucking think that, and maybe I, I don't mean, even. That think also that. can't I don't be know. that hard. Can't be that. I mean, I don't know. Band was really good, but regardless, uh, you should watch. <laughs> we should watch the live at Gilman when they uh their last show. The drummer hits no. the drums. Like harder than anyone the, else I've with ever the heard. With the nuclear hammers, with the yeah, nuclear drums, which, um, will blow you up. Blow you. <laughs> uh, if you are false, do not entry. Um, thank you uh, for you listening. You will be burned and died. Uh, Kingsofpunk.com. Thank you for everyone who has resumed listening. Please uh, send us messages and phone comments. Yes, yes, please stuff do. like uh, that. Cop Pod official on Instagram, Kings of Punk Pod on Twitter. Uh, we look forward to hearing from everybody. And uh, yeah, thanks again. And uh, you'll hear from us next week. We hope to hear from you. Peace out. Uh, Go Bills.